Blog Talk Radio. goes right with our show today. Welcome, welcome, and uh, welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And today we have Mark Rowland with his electronic sound magazine and so much more. We're going to be talking with him as our guest today. And I have my guest host, 
Spencer Drake calling in from New York. And uh, this is such a cool song, and that is going to be one of the guests that's going to be calling in, Chris France from Talking Heads in the Tom Tom Club. Um, and I'm going to let uh, Mark tell you a little bit more about that song, and when Chris calls in, he can talk a little bit more about it. But um, it's really cool because that song comes in a special edition with the Electronic Sound magazine, which you guys got to check out. It's electronicsound.co.uk. And with that, I am going to bring Mark into the studio and also um, Spencer Drake and um, let everyone know our chat room is open. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036 for everyone listening live. This will be available afterwards as a podcast if you want to listen to it later on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media On Demand. So with that, we have to bring Mark in. He's calling all the way from the, over across the pond there. Got you, Mark, and uh, Spencer. Got both of you. Hey. Wow, what a great Hi. song. Hello. Hey. That was a fantastic song opening up with. And uh, before Spencer um, and I get into asking a little bit of questions, I'd like to introduce a Mark Rowland and have him tell you a little bit more about Electronic Sound Magazine and a little bit about how he came to be doing this because he started writing. And I'm just going to let him tell you his story. But for everyone who wants to know a little bit more about it, check out electronicsound.co.uk. And then, Spencer, I'll have you talk a little bit about um, yourself and introduce yourself. So, Mark, um, would you kindly introduce yourself? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Mark Rowland. I'm the um, I'm the deputy editor and co-founder of Electronic Sound magazine. Should I just uh, start rabbiting on about uh, how we started? Of and, course. Uh, all of that business. Yeah. yeah? Of okay. Um, well, um, both it was started by a friend of mine and myself. My friend's called Persh. We've we're um, we've been music journalists here in uh, the UK for a long time. He started in the, the 1980s. Uh, he's older than me. I started in the 90s, but uh, we'd both done fanzines before that. Um, and we pretty much met at Melody Maker, which uh, older readers may remember in America. I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was fairly widely available back right. in the day, uh, weekly, weekly music paper. Um, and we did, we were there for a while. Then um, he left and launched a, a, a magazine with the same publisher called Music, which was all about dance music. And I, I then took over the section that he edited at Melody Maker, which was the electronic music section. Um, and then nice. uh, towards the end of the 90s, we both left Melody Maker to start a new magazine with a different publisher. That was called Mondo, which was a sort of sort of alternative lifestyle magazine. And... and um, we did that for a few years and then um, we both sort of drifted out of magazines and got into books and all sorts of other bits and bobs. I thought I was very much had left magazines in the rearview mirror. Then one day push rang me up and said, I've got a great idea for a magazine. Uh, let's make a, a magazine that's all about electronic music. And uh, so we wow. got back together and, the, the reason we sort of sort of did it the way we did it, we, we originally did it with a company here called Future, a very big publishing company, as a one-off. 
uh, and they were going to see whether it was going to work out or not and uh, and then carry on if it did and, and not if it didn't. They ended up deciding against it because they, they then sold all of their music titles to a big rock publisher who didn't want a magazine about electronic music. And this was shortly after the iPad uh, had launched the uh, the magazine. Oh, really? App and Steve Jobs was was all very you know bullish about uh, magazine the future of of magazines on the iPad. So we figured, well, you know, let's mm-hmm. let's jump into that and do a di- do a, do a digital magazine because it'll be easier and cheaper than than print. So we did that um, for about a year. We we did a very beautiful, fully interactive magazine, uh, but discovered quite quickly that actually nobody really did one digital magazines (laughs) we we thought uh, we need to go back into print you may remember because this was 2013 we started and shortly Mm -hmm. after that you started seeing more and more articles about people talking about vinyl you know Mm -hmm. the the, the resurgence of, of vinyl and I think the similar thing happened with print where everybody had got very excited about digital media and the internet and uh, mp3s and streaming and all of those things which are of course fantastic but uh, with all of that sort of gold rush i think uh, a disconnect happened with with certain delivery systems and i think magazines and vinyl are very yep. much a part of that yeah which mm-hmm. and books you know the physicality i mean those of us who you know when we first encountered music i mean We've just done our latest issue is about is all about 1978, and I was 14 in 1978, and that was the year, I, you know, I first started listening to Talking Heads, for example, mm. and uh, you know I can remember how the records that I bought felt in my hand, what they smelled like, you know, every little mm-hmm. detail. You'd listen to the music, and you'd have this huge piece of art in your hand. I mean. The, the cover of uh, more songs about bu- uh, buildings and food is, um, you know, that's an incredible piece of work. Um, and and then, you, but you don't get that with MP3s. And, you know, I used to buy the music press and it was the same deal. And I think what we've discovered going back into print, we're a very small independent publishing company, but what we what we can do is produce something very beautiful with, um, you know, good design, good photography, good writing and, and then we started putting a seven-inch with it every month, uh, and that really seemed to make such a big difference. So uh, sometimes we do a CD. Uh, it sort of depends. So we, we probably do sort of two, three CDs a year, but uh, most of it is seven-inch vinyl, and um, it's, it just seems to make a great package. Um, people seem to it's like beautiful. it, which is, which is terrific. I, I yeah, think what, um, it's beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. uh, that. Uh, you know, I, I'm involved with the uh, vinyl of making vinyl event, and that was uh, recently in Detroit with Jack White, and that's the whole thing, just on vinyl, and that, and that's why. Uh, and then I pushed you, Mark, to send your 45 uh, stuff. That's in, right. And, and one of them won a top award in design, actually. So I mean, your uh, the thing that turns me out about your company also is your, the the great design in the magazine, along with your mm-hmm. great believe design Holly. The art you know, it's design. Like a total, uh, total comp- yeah right so uh, that's a and that's we got to talk thing. about the postcards too those postcards oh yeah 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 oh yeah. my god <laughs> sorry i just love the postcards and spencer tell me if you feel this 
I feel like this magazine is a very boutique type thing. It's a very mm-hmm. cool. It's like right. very special. It's not like uh, just a regular magazine you'd get off right. the off the shelves. It's You're uh, definitely right. I totally agree with that. It's very one it's, of a kind. And I know mm-hmm. people that collect these. I've talked to a lot of people, and they and they're collect them and put them in plastic. You know, I think um, I think Chris is calling in on the other line, but. Okay. Finish your thought. Go ahead, Spencer. I'm sorry. And then I'll I pick just, up Chris. Uh, Chris, if you're I there, I just wanted, pick you up the only thing I wanted to add is exactly what you said, Holly. It's about the. It's a very special type of magazine. It I is. I hope it keeps on going, and it's the design area is unreal, and so that's what makes people mm-hmm. want to get it. And I'm collecting it myself. I have several issues. I'm going to get the 78 issue next. Let's I want get the Chris Bowie on. one. That's great. Yeah, yeah, let's get Chris on. I'm going to bring yeah. Chris on. Um, uh, what was I going to say real quick before I brought Chris on? Um, I wanted to say something. I Oh, oh, one real quick thing. You were talking about books and how people were so excited about, you know, everything going digital. I'm right there with mm-hmm. you. I love having a book and smelling it. And Spencer and I have talked about this <laughs> yeah, on right. <laughs> numerous conversations about how things smell and memories that it creates and, he remembers his first book and his first vinyl record and all that. And mm-hmm. so, yes, definitely. It's, there's nothing like holding a book and actually being able That's to right. fold pages yeah. or make notes in it or That's press right. flowers in it or whatever a girl or a guy yeah. wants to do, you know. <laughs> but anyway, let me bring Chris you know, when, on because um, Chris – Okay. Yeah. So let me bring Chris on real quick because we played his song to open up with. Chris, are you there? I am here. Hey. I, hey. I have – I have a lot of Hello, I have a lot of books if you want to come over and smell them. <laughs> I love okay. I do. I do. You, yeah. Will you and Tina love you to invade your book collection and smell them? <laughs> you know, we get um we were we were amazed when uh, we were, we first went into print and we started um getting feedback uh on Twitter and Facebook. How many people mentioned the smell of the magazine and how they loved it? Wow. Oh, wow. Because, we're, you know, uh, in, in the office here, we're all kind of print heads. And, but we thought, <laughs> you know, we were kind of weirdos. But it, it looks that, 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 you know, lots of people feel the same way. We had somebody the other day said, uh, this is true. They said, this is two days ago. Uh, have you ever thought about creating uh, one of those in, in-car uh, fragrance things that hang off the, the rear view mirror that, that smells like your magazine. It's, in, it's incredible. That's funny. <laughs> that would be cool. You had an artist, Spencer, that you designed for that made a uh, fragrance. Um, she made a little thing and she sent it to me. It was one of those uh, things that you put in your car that oh has a fragrance God. on it. Wow. You did. You designed one. <laughs> And, you know, Spencer didn't even introduce himself on what he does, but we want to talk to Chris, too, and also Mark. Gosh, we've got so much to talk about here. Spencer, why don't we, yeah. before we start, why don't yeah, you let me, introduce I'll, yourself I'll and talk of, a little uh, bit about you? My name is you. Spencer yeah. Drade. I do the show with my Holly. My name is Spencer Drade. <laughs> uh, and I do, the show, <laughs> I do the show with my friend Holly Steffi for, I don't know, about eight years now. And, years! And, uh, my, my work is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection. By the way, the only music designers with a link in the Rock Hall, which is a great honor. And our work is in Yay. MoMA with, uh, with Chris Francis. Uh, we co-designed Fear of Music with Chris and David. And, um, and I'm in yeah. the AIG, recently the AIG 
uh, permanent collection, and we have a YouTube four-minute video now on permanently, which we're very proud of. Other than that, I'm ready to go right into the show. Other than Super. that, fly around New York, and I get to hear about all the shows he goes to. All right, and we're going to be talking about that at the end of the show. But yeah, yeah. go for it, guys. <laughs> Mark, Chris, go. Hey, Chris, wait a minute. Let, let's start with this. Chris, how did you hook up with Mark? How did the union start yeah. with the recording? Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, hi, Mark. Um, I, hi, I think Chris. He, I, I think you sent me a, a message on Facebook, right? Or, or maybe I think was it was, it? yeah. And, and you, it, said, because... you, you said you asked if we, we would be interested in doing a, a split single with Zeno and Oaklander. And we said That's yes, because right. we liked them. And um, uh, you did a, I must say, you did a beautiful job with it. Very, oh, thank very, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased and, and proud to be a part of that thing. And so is Tina, oh, by great. the way. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, this Tina is great Duffley, for me. I yeah. mean, uh, my ma- you know, the magazine that we make is essentially the, the result of a lifetime of being obsessed with the kind of music that we, we put in it. And making records is, is all part of it. It's, it's kind of like a, a teenage hobby that's got completely out of hand. And now I'm in my 50s and I'm still doing it. And uh, Fear of Music, um, I may have mentioned this to you before, Chris, I'm not quite sure, but that, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. And we were just talking before about remembering buying albums. And uh, I bought uh-huh. Fear of Music when it, when it came out with the, uh, the touchy-feely embossed cover. Yeah. And I obsessed yeah. over every detail of that record uh, for so long. And uh, I, I can remember reading, it said recorded in Tina and Chris's loft in New York. Yeah. And I can remember thinking, oh, wow. What does that even, what does that even mean? Like here, <laughs> a loft is a, is a place at the top of a terraced house where you keep your old magazines yep. and, you know, there's spiders <laughs> yeah. living in it. Yeah. But, but a New York loft, this is a whole different kettle of fish. Spiders. So uh, that really <laughs> That really excited me. So um, yeah, yeah, to have yeah. to have to have you guys uh, on a record with us is uh, is fabulous. Well, thank uh, you. So, cool. I, I, yeah. I wanted to add on this also the issue that Chris and Tina's uh, recording is in is issue number thirty-two of Electronic Sound. I'm looking at um, it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a cool great cover. interview, by the way. Great interview uh, on on Chris and Tina. Beautiful. And I just wanted to bring that up. What issue it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, can, I think, the, you can order it from the, the website. The, yeah. I'm I'm waiting I'm that, waiting on my current issue which has something to do with post punk on it. Yeah. Yeah. My too. my son oh, yeah. my I I ordered it. I ordered it. So I I ordered the whole package with the um what do you call it? The little bag and everything. Oh, good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that, but, you do have you. Yeah. But my, 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 son, my son, who also goes by the name of Kid Ginseng, said, you know, you guys, Talking Heads were post-punk before there was even a post-punk. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That is That's funny. True. You, you were making records before the Sex Pistols split up. That's for sure, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. In fact, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I was just looking at uh, Tina's touring journal of when we we played the Roundhouse and we met 
the Sex Pistols at the party after the show. Mm. Um, we we were opening for the Ramones, of course, and um, oh, it was Yay. it was at the heyday, and it was the same weekend or week that um, God Save the Queen was released. Wow! Um, the wow. it was oh, the really? Queen Queen's Thanks. Jubilee weekend. Mm-hmm. That's right, and um, <laughs> and everybody was. <laughs> you know, so excited, uh, and th- I mean that was that was the real, you know, one of the real pinnacles of punk rock was was that that particular time when when Talking Heads and the Ramones were were you know speaking and hanging out with the Sex Pistols and the Clash and uh, the Slits and various wow. other people, uh, the Dan. I was there. Captain Sensible tried to start a fight with me. No, no, excuse me. What? Rat, no, what? I take that back. It was Rat Scabies. I'm getting their oh, was pseudonyms mixed up. <laughs> Rat I, was I the drummer, yes. Yeah, he was, he, I think there was a thing at the time called amphetamine sulfate, which was yes. like the, the poor man's cocaine. And you, you could get a big, big envelope of it for about t- Ten pounds or something. <laughs> and, oh and God! I, I think um, I think Rat w- had been into that, and was, uh, <laughs> Rat. You know. You'll never believe this, but uh, my uh, I was saying earlier that my co-founder of the magazine, um, a guy called Push, he um, he moved to a street in West London in Brentford, uh, and it turned out that uh, the guy who lived opposite him was Rat Scabies. And um, what? so wow. as a result of that, Rat is quite a good friend of, of ours. I've known him. I, I met him. This was in the mid-90s that we met. Yeah. Rat uh-huh. um, <laughs> push, push wrote a book with him. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll have to uh, try and get him to remember trying to pick a fight with the drummer of Talking Heads. But that, that particular tour, when the, the Americans arrived in London, when Talking Heads and the Ramones came and the Pistols and the Clash and the Damned, everybody sort of came together. I, 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 I wasn't there. I was, I was a bit too young. But um, I, mm. I have heard that there was quite a lot of sort of suspicion and, you know, people sort of scoping each other out. Is that, is that what it was like? Uh, well, they were, people were definitely scoping each other out, but, but we were just having a ball, really in our band and um uh, also television and blondie were on tour as a package um at the same uh, at the same time in the uk and uh they for some reason they weren't in london at that time uh, uh, but we we met up with them in uh glasgow (laughs) (laughs) up in scotland we had a wild night with uh, members of television blondie the Ramones and Talking Heads in some. I want to I want to point something out here uh, that Chris Franz will be introducing Richard Lloyd at the Strand January 25th at 7 7 p.m. and Richard's going to be on our show also. <laughs> we have booked. Uh, Chris, tell us yeah, about well, the Richard Lloyd thing. Tell us about well, Richard well, Lloyd. Well, I'm I'm I guess you'd say moderating a Q and A with Richard, who has a great new book called Everything Is Combustible. And it's um, mm-hmm. it's his memoir, and it, it it's really it's pretty juicy, and it's uh, 
I mean, I don't know if everything is absolutely factual, but it's it's an excellent <laughs> read. And Richard's an old friend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know sit up there with him on the and and, and take questions from the uh, from his his uh, readers. Yeah. And the uh, you know I, I I've done this I did this before with James Walcott when he had a new book a, a, a memoir. And uh, it was really fun to do, and uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be at the Strand on Friday at uh, a week from no Thursday, this coming Thursday, not Friday. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. And, and uh, it's going to it's from seven till eight. It's not very long, so if you wanna if you wanna see see it, get there on time. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> you know that. I want Good. to be there. Yeah, let's... I'll be there. Holly, yeah. come on over. Come on over, Holly. Come on. Chris. Yeah, the weather's and, great. And... <laughs> <laughs> Chris, don't even go there. Listen, we have our first. Well, I know you guys are getting a really bad bout of it, but we're we have our first day of sunshine after a bunch of rain, and it is cold here for Northern California. It's cold. It's like really, really cold at night, and during the uh. days it doesn't go above forty or fifty. And that's cold for Northern California. But um, I know you guys are having... Oh, and I wanted to say, Chris, you are, like, hands down the one that posts the most beautiful pictures every morning. Oh, thank you. It seems like every morning. I get to see them. I kind of slowed down because it was so... (laughs) I I slowed down a little bit because the... You mean the, the pond and the, the landscapes That's I gorgeous. do? But yeah. uh, and the dog. It's so cold outside. I don't want to go out there in the morning. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, Chris, yeah, Chris well. you have a photo series at a gallery with the pictures from your house because those are like paintings to me. Some of those are like they constable are. or something. Yeah. They're gorgeous, right, Holly? And uh, Holly, yeah. by the way, Holly, Holly had an incredible yeah. photograph that I picked off of the trees and the sun coming through. It's a gorgeous photograph that Holly shot. Beautiful, yeah. Holly. I didn't shoot Super. that picture. I don't take credit for that. Oh, okay. I um, got that. No, I didn't take credit for that. I won't take credit for that. That was a picture that I got from a friend of mine, and um, she didn't watermark it, but I'm gonna pu- I'll put oh. her name on there now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's why I included you. But I do take great pictures. Thank you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Holly does. Holly does. You know... Chris has a picture that I still in my it's etched in my memory. It's a picture of Tina standing at I think it's on the um, the board on the by the pool where right. there's the blue water the in classic. the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's yeah. So beautiful. That's she a great looks So beautiful. She's she's just a such a beautiful woman, and mm-hmm. that picture she is. just really captures her. Yeah. You know she yeah. she's she's marching in the women's march tomorrow. Good. With, Tomorrow, with yeah. Fr- yeah, right. in New York, right. baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are they doing anything so like that um, over in the UK, Mark? Are, do, are they uh, doing any women's, women's marches march? in? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not to my knowledge. Um, I think you've got a very specific sort of um, issue in America, don't you, really, that you... Uh, you need to address, I yeah, suppose, with, um, <laughs> with your president. <laughs> not that I want – let's not go there. I, I know. That, that's the thing not, that England not has. Our, England has the anti-Trump thing going on. 
not our president, I, you mean? I think <laughs> I think, I think right. we all deserve we all deserve a medal for surviving this past year. I, oh my God! I, 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 yeah. Oh. You're I mean, right. wow. I, without um, without wanting to uh, become partisan about it, but um, I think with America, if you're dissatisfied with the current uh, political scenario, at least you know it's going to end. Yeah. Here, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we, we, we voted hope. to leave yeah. the uh, European <laughs> Union, and that's only going in one direction, and that's forever. And some those of us who aren't very keen on that decision are a bit uh, slightly desperate about how yeah. on earth that <laughs> happens that, that, that Britain's leaving the EU. But uh, it's a very strange, very very strange time in the world. What, so, what is, uh, when, mm-hmm. Hey Chris, well, let's go into like oh, this is a, uh, I think a very good thing. Uh, Chris and Mark each tell us about what you're doing next or some new projects or what's going on in the area. Yeah, what are you working on now? Why don't you do first Chris and then go to Mark? Yeah, okay. Chris. Well, (laughs) guess what? I'm working on a book. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, it's a a memoir. Wow. And, you know, everybody's doing it. But I have have some really good... uh, memories and uh i hope i hope that it'll be um i hope that'll be it'll be the kind of book that people will uh find not just interesting but uh you know kind of artistic <laughs> wow that and, and, sounds very interesting yeah it, mm-hmm. it's it, you know it's early days but um i've been meaning to do it for like 10 years or something wow I'm finally. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to burn any bridges or anything, you know. And I still don't want to burn any bridges, but I'm not sure the bridges I used to have are still there. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, I I have a good story to tell. And uh, gosh, I bet. So that's I that's going- my. I was working on it just now, and I and I'm. Oh wow. I'm I'm, I'm working on the that. The, Recalling that that tour we did with the Ramones of Europe mm. and then the and then wow. the UK, and and it you know it was a massive tour really, but uh, done done on a shoestring, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very exciting for me. It was my first time ever to Europe, and, and oh, also really? the first. It was not only the first tour we'd ever done, but it was also the first time that that I had been to Europe and Jerry had been to Europe. Tina, of course, is her mother is French, so she had been to Europe quite a bit, in fact. But mm-hmm. and D- David, being Scottish, had been to Scotland, but I don't think he'd been to the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. So it, it was uh, it was uh, really something. And and then, you know, I, I I will probably continue up until when we were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um yeah. But it's not just about talking heads. It's about other things as well. That's so, great. Although naturally talking heads is a big part of it because it was a big part of my life. Mhm. Mhm. And so was Tom Tom Club. <laughs> That's and now and now okay, Chris yeah. and Tina. Yeah. Mhm. How how about yeah, you, Mark? I, it, oh, well, uh, funnily enough, um <clears throat> 
we're looking to obviously we we keep going every month we've got lots of exciting ideas i'm i'm in the office right now even though it's what time is it? it's half past 10 here in uh, sunny england and I'm, I'm looking at our our board which goes through to june we've got covers kind of uh, mooted all the way up to june but oh, one wow. of the other things we're going nice. to start doing is um we want to start releasing records sort of separately from from the magazine, so we're looking into that. Oh, so that maybe would licensing be cool. some, oh, that's great. doing some sort of interesting reissues of maybe some obscure kind of experimental electronic stuff, but also you know, if we can get it, some better known stuff, uh, and also books. So uh, ah. you know, if you're looking for a publisher, there, Chris. <laughs> Well, oh, you know wow. my we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the other yeah. thing is uh, I want to bring up this issue that I got, uh, which I haven't talked about, the 3D issue, Mark. Tell us, tell us about the 3D <laughs> issue with Conway Plank. Conway yeah, Plank. So, well, I have a 3D uh, issue Plank. yet. Yeah, I want to that one. Was, it's great, Holly. Yeah. I bought it. I bought it. It was really yeah. So we, it was it's about Connie Plank, the German producer who oh, uh, yeah. made his name with uh, with Kraftwerk. He produced uh, yeah. he, he produced Autobahn, but he'd also produced the previous three albums, which uh, Kraftwerk don't seem to want anybody to ever hear again. Which uh, are actually really good if you like pretty challenging experimental music. Uh, it doesn't uh-huh. sound a lot like the, the, the autobahn and the craftwork that we know today. It was a lot less electronic, but really interesting. And Connie Plank produced them, and then Kraftwerk got famous and sort of ditched him. But Connie then worked, he also worked with Noi. He produced, uh, I think, all of the Noi albums. He did the Harmonia albums with Michael Rother. He worked with Eno on yeah, uh, the Devo. Devo album, of course. Yeah. 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 Who, um, who the band that they, they completely hit me between the eyes. Talking Heads, Television, Devo, and Blondie all seem to happen to me in the space of a sort of three weeks, and I don't think I ever recovered. <laughs> and um, so uh, he he was a really interesting guy, Connie, and he had his studio in uh, just outside Cologne in Germany. And we what what one of the things we do with electronic sound is we wanted to sort of. You know how rock journalism has created a narrative which is pretty set in stone. You know, it was the 60s mm-hmm. with Beatles, uh, and then glam, and then it was prog, and then punk came and killed prog, and then the 80s <laughs> happened, and it all went, and then synthesizers and pop and Madonna, and it was rubbish, and then Nirvana, and it was okay again. Uh, we wanted to sort of tell a different narrative, the one that was kind of ignored by that mainstream Rolling Stone kind of um, course, which put people like Connie Plank centre stage. So we stuck him on the cover. I mean, he, he died in 1987. He's not a well-known face. Um, so we thought, let's do uh, a 3D cover. So we did the, I can't remember what the technique's called now. It's really simple. You just split the image with red and green, and then you have the red and green glasses, and you, you, your eyes boggle for a few seconds, and oh, then it seems okay. to jump out at you. Uh, and with a free yeah, pair yeah. of 3D glasses stuck to the cover. Uh, and also the 7-inch uh, that month was two Connie Plank productions. One side is a great Harmonia track, and the other side was uh, Deutsch uh, Amerikanische Freundschaft the uh, band from Dusseldorf. Oh, nice. Really great electronic band. Uh, so the cover of that was 3D as well. 
so we were terrified wow. because obviously we, we, we did this thing, we tested it here in the office and it looked cool, but then you're getting thousands printed and you think, is this going to work? You know, will, will people just go, oh, this is just rubbish, I didn't work, I was stupid. But, uh, but yeah, we pulled it off. I think people quite liked it. So, um, we've still That's got a few great. copies of that left if, uh, if people want to order it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really one. fun. I'm going to order, I'll order Outwater. Uh, yep. We spoke to Definitely Steph. Definitely stole me. Great one, Holly. <laughs> yeah. 3D magazine yep. is really great. But also yeah. tell us about the Bowie magazine, Mark, the Bowie issue. The Bowie issue, yeah, we did that. That was December's issue. Uh, it's now sold out. Um, we've literally run out of that one. Um, so uh, that was all, what we decided to do with that because there was a lot of Bowie Obviously, I mean, you know, everyone's sort of bereft that Bowie's no longer with us. I mean, it seems to me that Bowie died and then everything went horribly wrong in the world. And it's sort of, you know, Trump got voted and we voted to leave the European Union. And then suddenly you've got fascists marching around in America. I'm sure it's because Bowie left. But anyway, um, there was a lot of sort of retrospective <laughs> Bowie stuff around low and heroes and what, what we did with it was we sort of left it to the end of the year and then looked at the whole year, but tried to sort of go, look behind the scenes a bit. So we had the headline of, the, of Low and Heroes coming out. But um, we spoke to the guy who, who worked on Just a Gigolo, the film that he made at the end of 77. And, and that was great. He, he mm-hmm. told us so many sort of triv- small bits of trivia, little bits of info that we didn't know about. We also spoke to uh, the singer of Eddie and the Hot Rods. I don't know if you encountered them, Chris, in the Barry late seventies. Exactly, he was the man I spoke to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah who we, who um, met Bowie on a train? <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, so it was a sort of yeah, a sum up of, of Bowie's seventy-seven. Cool. Tell tell us about you your can... encounter with Barry. Oh yeah. My encounters with Bowie. Uh, with, well, <laughs> oh, with Bowie, yeah, absolutely. Let's oh, with Barry. Um, we, yeah. We met. We met. Uh, we did a show together in Orléans, in France, with the Ramones. Oh. It was that same tour, and the. Uh, oh, okay. So, somehow Island Records got um, uh, them added onto the show, and it was at the Palais de Sport. And it was uh, a pretty good show. I think there were about a thousand people, which, in those days, was a good good amount of people. And sure. um, nice guys. I liked them. What, what happened? What, what happened? They they just kind of quit working or something, or broke broke well, you know, up they, or something. I don't know what. I, I mean, I think I was never um, really into that side of it that much at the time, but. You know they 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 played they're, they're playing now they're still going so oh they I don't are know they stopped oh yeah yeah cool Apparently I'm sorry I very didn't good realize as well. yeah. yeah I have to get so. out more <laughs> but did you, <laughs> Chris, um, you you're you, funny <laughs> you must have um, you must have met Bowie as he well he doesn't want to go outside yes. it's too cold yes um, <laughs> um, <laughs> David, Sorry, David Bowie ca- came to see us at CBGB's actually, but um, we were so we were so excited. We heard that he had come in. He was in the audience, and you know it was very exciting. And this was in like the early. This was like '76 or something. Wow! And um, uh, it, when we finished our set, we're like, oh boy, now we get to meet David Bowie. But somebody said he left. <laughs> 
<laughs> David uh, Bowie so, uh, has left the building. But late, late, later on, <laughs> later on, we he we met him in Switzerland. He had he had a okay. place in Switzerland, and uh, That's right. he he came to our show okay? and uh, he came backstage and and uh, it was nice. And and then I, I once we were playing at Radio City Music Hall, and I looked off to my right, and there was David Bowie dancing in the wings of the stage, all by oh, himself. Nice. All by himself. Oh wow! Aww. No, no entourage or girlfriend or anything. Um, he was a very he's uh, a, a gentleman to us, you know. I understand yeah. he could be. I, mean, he, I understand he could be very tight with his musicians, although they they all worked with him anyway because it was such a good gig to have. Uh, yeah, even he, I think um, he, he, even though he was a little bit parsimonious. <laughs> well, he'd been but so I love your words, himself, Chris. hasn't he? You're so ah. eloquent with your words. <laughs> with your words. <laughs> you know, Chris does a radio show too. Chris, when do you do your radio shows? I think you do your radio shows on Fridays as well, right? Yes, uh, the last Friday of every month. So uh, okay. next Friday. Next Friday. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to. How would somebody uh, listen to that if they wanted to? It's it's um it's on the internet. Uh, WPK okay. it's WPKN uh, dot org, and um, it's also uh, broadcast in, in uh, New England at eighty nine point five FM. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, and you can get it, you Perfect. can get it in Long Island and the Hamptons and. The uh, Montauk, places like that. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you play? Right. Uh, is that a is that a music show, Chris? Do you play? Stuff yes, I, I just play whatever. I play whatever I want usually, but sometimes I have guests. Like recently, I had Cindy Wilson from the. Have you heard her new ah, record? I oh, it's have. really good. Oh, it's, wow. it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's no. Re- uh, I like it very much, and. Uh, she played live here in our town at our local theater, and um, it was a really good show. And she's coming to wow. Europe. She's coming to England and Europe um, uh, in, I think, March. I'm sure That's you'll right. see the. Yeah, ad- I think so. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you'll see the ads. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? And uh, this coming week, I. Yeah, this coming week I have um, two. Uh, well, I guess young women you would call them, and uh, they're one's a journalist and one's an actress, and they have a podcast called Seventy Seven Music Club, mm-hmm. and uh, they they're they're in their mid twenties, I think, maybe even early twenties, but they they love the music from uh, that era, the seventy seven and just a little beyond, I guess, and uh, every everything from their current podcast is about Patty Smith, and uh, oh, they nice. did one on they did one on Tom Tom Club. That's how I found out about them. Uh, but they're oh. also, you know, they love uh, television. They love Blondie, but they also love like Fleetwood Mac and Tom Petty, and mm-hmm. you know, more more kind of uh, mainstream things. So they're fun to talk to, and they're gonna they're gonna be on my show. Great. Oh, nice. So next yeah. Friday, right? 
school. Yes, Friday okay. uh, the uh, the uh, is the, is that the twenty sixth? I think mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nice. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Mark, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, I know we said <clears throat> what are you currently working on. Um, could you tell us or give us a hint about the next magazine that's going to be coming out? Uh, uh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> next week Next week is, uh, is what we call production week, where we all kind of mm-hmm. lose our minds as we um, hit deadline. On, so it goes to the printers on Friday. Um, the subject, the main subject is sort of um, – sampling and the Fairlight sampler. So um, this was a machine um, that came out in 1980, which revolutionized and changed the the course of music, really, and uh, introduced the concept Mm -hmm. of sampling to uh, people. Peter Gabriel used it, Kate Bush used it, um, and then Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder. Absolutely everybody used it. And uh, Mm -hmm. we've got a big interview with the Art of Noise, um, who were probably, certainly in this country, the the sort of biggest proponents of uh, sampled music. Uh, It's kind of like uh, you're aware of music concrete back in the the late 40s in Paris, uh, Pierre-Henri and Pierre Schaeffer, a couple of guys cutting up tape. They they cut up half-inch or quarter-inch tape and reassembled it into new sort of arrangements. So uh, really? this was the, the, the movement in, in, in music was, because tape had only been invented, you know, kind of in the 40s, really. And it only became, mm-hmm. it, it came to, tape came to America after the war because it was invented in Germany by a German company. And when the Americans went into Germany, uh, when Germany collapsed, they they took all of the, the sort of intellectual property stuff and they went into the, the factories and tape was one of the things that they discovered. Brought it back really? to America and then that re- it revolutionized the American music scene. Bing Crosby could suddenly record his show that he had, his radio show that he had been doing live. Uh, so it changed mm-hmm. everything. And then in Paris, these guys started cutting tape up uh, Pierre Schaeffer made a piece of music about, uh, I think it's called L'Etude de Chemin de Fer, uh, Study of a Train. And it's literally just, mm-hmm. just cut up sounds of a train and rearranged it, and it sounds like music. It's noise oh, turned wow. into music. And the Radiophonic Workshop in Britain did this. Um, so the Doctor Who theme tune, that was all assembled with, with tape and special effects. Um, mm-hmm. And but the only way you could really manipulate sound, and of course Eno did it, the Beatles did it in the 60s, Tomorrow Never Knows, and all the stuff on Sgt. Pepper. Eno was a big tape loop guy. Did you uh, did you talk to him about tape loops much, Chris? Was that something um, you guys we, did? We with did him? some loops. We made we made a few loops. Um, most of yeah. our loops were, were performed live, though. <laughs> sure, of course, yeah. Like rock like, solid. Uh, but but. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, we we uh, I mean that's the great thing about working with Eno is he's always no matter how weird you think you've gotten he can always take it one weirder, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so so our so the next issue of Electronic Sound is about the digitization of the manipulation of sound. Wow. I would oh, say. Wow. 
That's great. <laughs> That's going to be a fantastic Excellent. issue. That 3D one, the yeah. Bowie one sounds great. I mean, again, I want to give your website out to everyone. Again, it's electron, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-N-I-C, sound, S-O-U-N-D, dot C-O dot U-K. And you can go there. And what's really cool about this, it talks a little bit about what the magazine's about, also, I want to give big props to your art um, director, Mark Hall, right? Yes, is that Mark Hall, name? yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, does it a is, fantastic yeah. job on, with this magazine. He does. And, yeah, uh, we landed on I our want feet to say There's no doubt about it. Gorgeous. It's a beautiful yeah. presentation. I, lo- I have the this, issue, again, that Spencer referred to, the one with your uh, song in it, Chris, and... Um, it's yeah. just so beautiful. The paper, the weight, the print. Like I said, you know, um, is it, it? What do you do? You do soy based inks, or what do you do with this? Because it's really nice. Sorry, I didn't catch the way that. this do, is do printed. Do what, sorry. Did you do you do soy based inks, or what kind of? Uh, I mean, now here I'm getting oh, the, the packaging. Spencer's gonna love this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know about the ink. Gorgeous. Um, I can't. Uh, yeah, Mark would be the guy great. to tell you about that. Um, but I can mm-hmm. tell you that we've been using on the cover itself a, a technique called soft touch. So uh-huh. it's a yeah. treatment that the magazine they print the magazine and then it goes through another process which adds a sort of right. layer of it's, it's a matte finish, oh. but it, it's got this sort of really tactile feel to it. Um, because that's the other thing I think we were talking about earlier. This, the digital stuff is, is terrific and it's super convenient, but it, it doesn't give you any other sensual feedback. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, you, you lose the sense of, like we were talking about earlier, smell and feeling things. And yeah. uh, so with our magazine, you know, we're very, I can't emphasize how small we are. You know, we're a very tiny team. We're not part of a big publishing thing at all it's, it's kind of like uh, you know a fanzine that's that, that that's the heart that it's done with um but what we can bring to it stuff like soft touch making it feel beautiful making it look beautiful you know we're See, we're so into trying to do that and, and bring yeah. a really brilliant experience to for, to our for me as a designer the thing that you do is the words of the great japanese simplicity is great design and that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to now, the other thing I want to bring up, which Holly brought up, is the fact that these images, like the image on, on Chris and Tina's uh, piece uh, recording, uh, that visual on the cover is also on your T-shirt. What are you doing on marketing? Because that T-shirt, I have one. It's beautiful. I bought ah, one. Yeah. Which T-shirt? Well, the T-shirt thing. Yeah, the we t- do do a T-shirt. t-shirt thing. So, yeah, we, um, what, we, what we've done, uh, there's a we use a website which um, you can upload the image to, and then what, the way it works is people uh, order it, and right. it has to reach a certain amount of orders before it gets printed. Mm. It's not very many. It's 10 or 15 orders or something, and then they'll print it. So um, because, you know, again, one of the problems we have not having the infrastructure of a massive corporation behind us is we, we just can't afford to print up all of the different sizes and color choices and, and have them available. So, so a, a sort of uh, 
a larger T-shirt printing thing. But the problem with that is is that it's uh, time-limited. So it, it runs for two or three weeks. They get all of the orders in, and then it closes. Then they print them, and then they're shipped out. And that's it. They're gone. It's a sort of limited edition. But certain shirts um, we're looking at, at sort of doing ourselves, uh, taking a plunge. Maybe that'll yeah. be one of them. But but Mark designed that cover. That, yeah, he, that's he really nice. That image together. Yeah, that's great. The sort of op art um, mm -hmm. influenced thing. Uh, we talk quite a lot. You know, we we do sit around and, and chat about what the imagery means and mm. um, that that image, although it's very abstract, um, was taken directly from the music. It was ideas of. Uh, because the Zeno and Oaklander um, track is called uh, Moonlight, and the uh, the Chris and Tina tune is called Incognito. This sort of sense of mystery and and the colours were suggested by Moonlight. Uh, that, that all kind of went into the thinking of of what that cover should look oh, like. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's yeah, lovely to that's hear great. people uh, actually sort of um, noticing what we do. Because we honestly, there's five of us in this office. We're surrounded by cardboard boxes, CDs, books, and vinyl. And uh, we're, you know, we're just kind of oh, working, so working, working. That working. sounds like my house. <laughs> yeah, my house too. Everybody should get together and have a meeting. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, and I'm sure all our readers are the same. You know, I mean, this is the thing. This is a great thing about a tiny company like us. In yeah. 2018, thanks to digital media, thanks to radio stations like you, who who can broadcast. Uh, and we can talk to each other from four different locations and we can build a readership around the world. Um, you know, we can survive that way. We don't have to sell, you know, 50,000 copies a month to, to make it work. Right. If we can reach 10,000 people uh, around the world every Your month, demographic. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. we're happy, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's terrific. You know, we sell copies to... Um, I see the orders come in, you know, and... Sometimes we, we get them from, you know, send one to Mexico or something. I think, wow, you know, that's amazing. Someone in Mexico is going to read, read this magazine that we, uh, we put together here. And uh, I, I love that. I love that idea that we're sort of reaching out to this music fan, atomized sort of group of people around the world that creating this, mm -hmm. uh, this community. I just yep. want to say yeah. that uh, the reason uh, we found you is I saw a post when Chris first came out with the recording. I immediately said, whoa, you know what I mean? This is what happened. So one thing led to another, and here you are on the show. But it's such a, you know, Chris is very visionary. So when I saw that, and then I said, well, i got to see this magazine, right? So then I saw the magazine. I said, oh, my God. Then i got to send it to Holly. I said, Holly, you're going to freak out, right? It's like, and, <laughs> and it's really great having you on the show with us, you know? Oh, absolutely. I wanted to say really quickly to you, um, this radio show is global, so I have people tell me that they're listening to the, well, I don't know how now, but before, about a year ago, we were broadcasting in Russia. We were broadcasting in um, India, everywhere. It's global. And um, people actually were, you know, and I can see the demographics when I'm done. I can see what areas of the world people are listening from. But I also wanted to say about 
when you said you have people from Mexico or wherever, you know, ordering. I think people right now, and Chris, I want to ask you if you agree with me on this. Um, people are looking and for something that they can believe in and they can relate in and they can see what's happening in the cutting edge type culture um, that they can hold and it's tangible, like you said, and all that. Don't you agree, Chris, on that one? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, I hope so. Yeah. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of music, uh, mm-hmm. uh, not what you would hear in Electronic Sound magazine, but a lot of music today is kind of just treated as background music. And it's, it's mm-hmm. like people, people have heard so many similar rock songs or R&B songs or dis- dance songs or whatever that things that sound similar that it becomes like a banalite you know it's not really yeah. it's it's not like when the clash came to town for the first time or or when little mm-hmm. richard came to town for the first time it's not mm-hmm. like that it's right. it's it's like uh it's cheap but there's there are still some great talents out there and there's still the people that that want to collect something like electronic sound magazine and want to want to particularly in places like Latin America there there are people that are just like really going for it with um mm-hmm. cultural things you know cultural things that interest them culturally and um i mean in Mexico City there are many electronic artists and you, you know you, there's there you must know about uh, Señor Coconut of course uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Senor Coconut, who who began by playing Kraftwerk, so- he he began by playing Kraftwerk songs uh, uh, in a in a sort of Latin marimba style, rumba style. Yeah, so, yeah. And, oh, really? and, yeah. And, and oh, you know gosh. now he, now he you, you must know uh, Mark now he goes by the name of Adam A T O M, and his stuff That's is right. very yes. yeah. he's very austere. Mm. I mean he's German. But he lives yeah. in um, lives in Chile. That's right. Oh really? Uh, there, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a whole there's a whole scene down there of electronic music. You know? there's, Chris, well, you know what I find? There are some musicians that are not totally electronic, but they have electronic incorporated in their uh-huh. music, and sure. I find that interesting. So it's like the electronic thing for me. Also, I feel is going not only totally electronic, but parts of people, you know, that parts of their music, you know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. integrate, which is really great. I mean, it just makes the thing better, right? I guess. You know, one, one, one interesting thing that Eno said, and I must write this down so I don't forget it, but I remember it all of a sudden as he said, you know, the problem with electronic music is there's not enough of Africa in it. Uh, yeah, and, and, um, that's, and so that's true. that's what we were getting at when we made Remain in Light. I mean, it was um, uh, we were using very repetitive patterns and plenty of synthesizers. What about what about but, Fear of Music? Do you get into African a little bit? Do you get into a little bit of the African thing and Fear that of was music? the the that was the first sort of African influenced song yeah. that we did yeah. was was on Fear of Music called E Zimbra. Right, right, and mm-hmm. and um. Uh, and that, but the lyrics were from a Dadaist poet named mm-hmm. Hugo Ball, so it was a real melange, you know, of uh, mm-hmm. cultural things. But 
uh, interesting. Yeah, this this is one of my this is one of my problems with with somehow Kraftwerk never sounds stiff to me, but some Mm -hmm. some electronic music is very particularly you know techno is very kind of like overly stiff to me. Yeah. What about Germany? What do you think about Germany and their music, Chris? Oh, that's well. crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, a whole I'm different sure ball game. You know, I haven't been to Germany for a few years, but I uh, last time I was there, everybody was real cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really cool electronic music coming out of there. What do you, Mark? Do you hear much coming out of Germany? Yeah, I mean, Germany is a sort of hotbed of electronic uh, music, no doubt yeah. about it. Although, if you, I've been to Düsseldorf a couple of times in the last two years, which is where Kraftwerk are from. There's, they have, they now are starting to realise that the city itself realises that Kraftwerk are this sort of global phenomenon that lots of people like me are quite obsessed by, and therefore we're obsessed with Düsseldorf. It's, it's like the, you know, if you're into the Beatles, which I also am. Uh, Liverpool is the place that you're, you know, how did that happen there? And, and for craft work and electronic music, it, it's Dusseldorf. And um, so, yeah, there, there's lots, there's, there's lots going on. I think for me, I, I think the point that Spencer made about, you know, electronic music or electronics turning mm-hmm. up in rock music, that's what's always interested me. Um, it's always been about the nature of sound and the ability or the willingness to bend it into new shapes and i think that's what was happening with the bands that came in 78 this is sort of the point that we're making in in the cover feature for this month's issue Mm -hmm. which talking heads are a big part of Mm -hmm. were were bands who uh maybe you know they had the traditional lineup the talking heads were drums bass guitar and singing uh but they there was something else going on And, and when eno got involved you can hear the um the noises starting to come in and the processes and and then obviously as you as talking heads progressed on it, it more and more electronics came in but it yeah it didn't get stiff it it just became more expansive and unusual yeah. and refreshing yeah. to hear and i think yeah. um people are still doing that i think that 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 does that that's happening a lot there's a lot of experimentation and people who are just wanting to to find sound you know and, and and work with sound and and find ways to to make us excited um Is, equally find, mark, there, there's a lot find of more con- uh, i'm sorry do, mark do you find more countries that are into electronic than others you know what i'm saying do you find certain I think, countries? yeah i mean it's difficult for us to tell but i mean i would say from our experience in terms of where where the magazine does well Obviously, the UK is our home territory, and, and it, it's our best territory. America is very good. Canada is very good. Um, in terms of the sort of next countries that we see sales going to, it would be Germany, the sort of yeah. northern European countries, mm-hmm. uh, and also Scandinavia. Um, so Sweden, Japan? Nor- Norway. Yeah, that's a Japan. very good point. Yeah, though. Japan. We do yeah. sell to Japan. Um, and there's a there's an amazing scene there. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Chris will know if you go to Japan, if you meet a Talking Heads fan in Japan, I'm sure he'll probably know more about the Talking Heads than Chris does because you know they yeah. are there's, there's such an intensity about Huge their ability there. to 
Yeah, yeah. and so um, and a lot of very tiny clubs. Um, I, I've been to Japan quite a lot because my wife's Japanese. So, uh, and I'm amazed when we go out and you go to a uh, you know a gig and it's on the fourth floor and it's next you know there's a restaurant next door with six people, six seats in it, and then there's this club which is you know smaller than our office with a, a band at one end and, and sort of thirty people in there all smoking and drinking. <laughs> playing the most intense kind of, you know, cutting edge <laughs> stuff you've ever come across in your life. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really thrilling. I, I just want to bring up a point is, is that um, Judith and I are going to be doing a vinyl show in New York at the end of 2018, the plan, uh, linked up with the Alex Award, which was linked with the Making Vinyl event in New York. And we plan to have 45 and 12-inch record sleeves in history, very famous and uh, we're going to have uh, your sleeves in there, Mark, because I think your oh, sleeves wow. in the 45 area should be displayed. And, of course, it will be the sleeve that Chris and Tina is on, because that sleeve's beautiful, and it was in our Alex Award. Cool. Terrific. Well, I want to have Chris back when he finishes his memoir, because that's, that's right. Yeah. Very... He's got <laughs> it back. I would be happy Chris. to come back. Yeah. I would be happy to Are come back and, and tell you all and Mark? some, some Mark, some really you know good what stories. We do? Yeah, I would love it. And what you know, Mark, do? what we should do is, no, listen, seriously, because I know you're calling from the UK, and I know that um, unless you have a good phone plan, it's like crazy to call into, you know, the USA. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I would like to say that, you know, when you come out with these special editions and stuff, we'd l- I'd love to have you back and we can talk right. about right. what's in that one and maybe have the person that's, uh, music you're featuring or whatever, like the 3D issue, I have to order that one. That sounds just yeah, unbelievably amazing. Oh, and, by the uh, way, I ordered yeah. the 78 edition, Mark. I ordered the 78 like Chris did. <laughs> like thank, thank you, guys. I you're you're the, supporting I independent I publishing. Order it, Holly. Order it <laughs> yeah. online. Order I know. <laughs> but, you know, I you guys to are great. both of you, no, we love having you here. We love um, it. I wanted to say to Chris, I'm so glad you're here, Chris, because, um, you know, way way before I even, you know, had friended you and we were friends and now you've been on our show a couple times, I, I always loved yours and Tina's music. It's just so beautiful. And I, oh, I well, mean, thank you. it just invokes yes. so many memories for me and uh, it's iconic music. I mean, and there's so much about some of the music that it just creates, there are so many memories with a lot of the songs that you've yeah. done. Yeah. So thanks, Holly. You know, I, I feel no, the no. same way, Chris. I feel Seriously. the same way. Good. You know, I I always love it when people like our stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, but you do. Spencer you know, and I are like two little kids. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, well, you know, one has this to is have a... what the other one has all the time. Okay, <laughs> you can't have what I don't have. You can't have what I don't have. Okay, oh, listen, i got to bring it's up like, something you like. When I saw what? Chris and Tina play in, at the Bowl in Brooklyn, remember the Brooklyn Bowl? Yeah. And I remember oh, yeah. one thing about Chris, i, I got to tell you this. I've seen so many great drummers <laughs> in my life, you know, Bonzo and everybody, uh, and, uh, you know, name them, Keith Moon. What, Chris is a great, first of all, you're a great drummer, and but the, the thing that gets me, you smile through your whole thing. I mean, Aww. you enjoy 
Uh, Holly, you got to see this. He, he has the most beautiful really? smile, and he's always smiling. I mean, I never saw this in a drummer. I mean, you really you know it. It, it, it wasn't he always he like that. Happy Cheerios before he goes on. <laughs> happy, cheer, happy Cheerios. And he doesn't go outside when it's cold. We know that now. So we're going to write a book about you. You smile. Well, I, I'm you don't actually, like I actually go outside did. when it's cold. <laughs> I, I actually do go out, I, you know, but um, not as often as uh, during the more pleasant months, you know. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing more pictures, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Mark's magazine, Electronic Sound Magazine, guys. And again, yeah. if you missed the beginning of the show, it will be available immediately afterwards. You can... Listen to it, download it, iTunes, and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And with that, um, I'm going to say if there's anything more, uh, Spence and Chris, do you have anything more? And well, well, I just want to remind everybody of like the, the Richard Lloyd event at the Strand uh, with Chris Franz okay. as a moderator. Well, uh, it's a big thing to go to next week, and I'm going to be there. And okay. um I guess that's it. I mean, I, I went to, uh, first of all, David Byrne had a thing in New York at the new school I went to. It was a really amazing thing. I met David. And uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Richard, Richard Hell recently just had an amazing event at White Collins, which the whole world turned out for in the music, a lot of music, Danny Fields and Sylvia Reed. It was a great event, and I was really proud of Richard because as a writer, you know, you know this, Chris, of poetry. He's a, yeah. a poet, and it's really rough to be a poet in this yes, day and age. 1800s, yeah. no problem. <laughs> Nowadays, and he's he's built a, a career to build up, and I was so happy for him. You know, Chris, on that on that area. Yeah, I I uh, had a little email exchange with him uh, oh, great. Day, be- day before yesterday when I I just told him, you know, I'm up in Connecticut, oh, cool. but I'll be there. I'll be there in spirit, and. Oh. Um, he wrote back, "Thank you," and it, oh, he's yeah. he's something else, you know. Uh, he really is. Uh, you know, uh, ladies love a good poet. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, he was with. Uh, by the way, he was with a really good-looking lady at the event. <laughs> Happy birthday to Oscar Wilde, guys! Today's Oscar Wilde's birthday. Oh wow! All right, there we oh. go. It is. Great. <laughs> That goes out for everyone, and especially B.B. Buell, because I know B.B. loves him. So there you go. She got a little plug there. But um, it's also Friday. I wanted to tell everyone, please don't drink and drive, and uh, enjoy your weekend. And, Mark, I wanted to ask you really quickly before we end the show, you know, I've been listening to this one artist, and I I think he's from Germany. I'm not really sure. Schiller, have you um, been listening to any of oh. Schiller at all? Love I, uh, Schiller, right? Yeah, I've, I've, that's very interesting. Um, yes, we we did we have done some stuff with Schiller when we were still digital. Oh, actually, really? He's very interesting. He's absolutely He's, massive in Germany. Uh, I know. That's not so why much I said here. Germany. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. He's a big Schiller. big name there. Um, right. You know that okay. Song, I, I know. I know somebody who works with him, um, or was working I with love him. Anyway, him. So, uh, yeah. Ooh. Right. Let's ah. exchange. I'd love to see if you could get him on the show. I would love to have Schiller on the show. Uh, I would I'll, love. I'll try and dig a contact out for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> for my, no. My extensive for black both book of guys, uh, Chris, famous German people. 
Chris, have you ever I heard have not Schiller? Heard. I, I'm yeah. not familiar with Schiller, Schiller but we do, yeah. we do have a drugstore in our town called Schiller's. <laughs> <laughs> type in Schiller. Type in Schiller. I'll, I'll and, have to check it out. Type in Schiller and then type in the song, um, I I Feel You. Is it that one? I Feel You. Yeah. I That one's uh, great. Okay. That's the first. Oh, my gosh. On YouTube? And then all oh, the, YouTube? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable yeah. song. And then all the techno and all the DJ stuff and the club mixes. Yeah. yeah it's right. electronic that's, for sure. Okay. That's cool. That's Mark. big, You've big, big room you know. stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, with that, um, I want to say thank you, Mark, for being here. Thank um, I want to no, say well, thank my you. Co-host it's been an absolute Spencer. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, and I want to thank you, Chris, so much for calling in. Oh, um, you're really very welcome. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, keep up the good work. We oh, will. Yeah, and make sure to tune in to Chris's uh, radio show next Friday. Um, what time is it on, Chris? It's from uh, Eastern Time. It's from 4 uh, till 7, 4 in the afternoon okay, till so 7 you, in the evening. Okay, and you're right it's what we me. call drive time. And uh, cool. it's it's WPKN dot org. It's a community radio station in Bridgeport, Connecticut. You know the you know the one, Spencer. Yeah, I went and, to the uh, University of Bridgeport. Let me tell you, PKN was a big thing with me, and uh, I yeah. started I nurtured my career. We ha- you know, at that time, Chris they had a Yale faculty. You believe this? So I was schooled yeah. at Yale, oh, wow. and that tied me into you and Tina and. And David with the RISD thing, with the Joseph Albers base, you know. Uh-huh. So that's, I think that's why we clicked together in design, which I love. You know, when I get interviewed, I always say that Talking Heads was, in my life, the most visual group I worked with, you know, and I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, well, th- well, thank um, you. That's yeah, awesome. And, and you people have always done that. And your music is, uh, like Holly says, so creative. And you're in a, the Tom Tom Club is a whole different thing that people should know about. Mm-hmm. It, it's really a different head trip and beautiful and uh, and uh, you're a visionary guy, you know. So oh. so are you, Mark. Mark, very visionary people we have on the show. Today. Oh, I can't wait to see Mark's new stuff coming out. And I, I yeah, and again, yeah, guys, go online because <laughs> you can see and you can pick any of the back stuff that they still have and. Uh, it's it's a very cool website. And uh, oh, Chris, you know what? Do you have a website you want to give out? Um, well, we ha- we have uh, talkingheads.net and we have uh, tomtomclub.com. But really, uh, I guess I'm more active these days on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Um, but but our websites exist, and they have you know the photos and the history of the band, and uh, uh, you know various interesting things. <laughs> yeah, no, cool stuff. And elect and and electronic sound magazine is also on Facebook, guys. Go check it out. Yeah, we are. You'll like right. it. That's right. Yeah, and it's come, it's come very cool. Hi. Now, Mark, are you personally on Facebook yourself or not? Uh, I am, but I don't, I, you know, not really. <laughs> Very limited, yeah. No, 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 no. 
I hear you. I know I've got my I've got my company on there, and then I've got my private page, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I'm a it. very passive yeah. Facebook consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I segued out of my personal into my business, so it's like you know, you got to just yeah keep it limited, keep it real, right? That's it. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. No, I'm going to end our show today with the song that we opened up with for everyone that missed it. Um, uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about that song, Chris, before I go and end with it? I'm sorry, I didn't. I, what song was that? I must have missed it somehow. Mark? It's the talking uh, head song we're opening up with. By Chris mm-hmm. and Tina. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, you mean a, incognito? Incognito, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, cool. I, I, I'm sorry. I somehow missed that. But, um, uh, well, that that's a song that uh, we we Tina and I did together by ourselves in our our studio here in Connecticut, and um, it made us think, oh, we should do more of this. And uh, it was actually rec- originally recorded quite a few years ago but um we uh we're happy to have it out now and uh it's i think it's pretty pretty interesting uh, p- it most is. most people who've heard it have a have a good impression of it and uh, i think tina sounds fantastic and it's it's mm-hmm. very mysterious it's very mysterious and uh kind of uh dreamy <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Well, we're yeah. gonna end with that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cue that up right now. So, for everyone listening, have a great weekend, and again, um, be safe. And uh, uh, everyone else that's on the show with me, thank you so much for being here, and make sure to tune in next Friday, guys. We'll you be bet. back. Yep. All right. Can I say one more thing, Holly? Okay. Can I say one more oh, go thing? Go for it. I yeah, just want to yeah, say yeah, that. Sure. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, your show, everybody should listen to Chris Krenz's show on PKN because he brings on incredible musicians every show. There's not one show uh, that I've ever <laughs> known that there's not a great person on. I just want to bring that out, okay? You well, really have thank a great you. show. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so we'll be here next Friday, and we'll be we'll be on an hour after you start, and we're only an hour, sometimes two hours. You never mm-hmm. know. But, um, yeah, so we're drive time, too, I guess. <laughs> like internet. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Spencer. You're so welcome. Have a great weekend, Good guys. Good to meet and you, Mark. Mark. You too, Mark, Chris. Thank you and, so uh, much. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you. Pleasure. And, Mark, Absolutely. thank you so much for calling in. Yep. And have a beautiful yep. night, with, okay, and a great weekend. Yep. Thank you. Okay, yep. guys. Yeah, we'll do. You too. Here you guys go. Okay. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Dementia. <laughs> <laughs>